This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, March 14th, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. One virtue of the common law over overt legislation is that common law evolves. Legislation represents, at best, the interests of lawmakers at a particular moment in time. Jim Harper, senior fellow at the Cato Institute, discusses his new piece detailing why libertarians should better appreciate common law. We're all fans of spontaneous order in the world of economics, but we should also appreciate spontaneous order in law. That is, rules that come about because of people's actions. Historically, the law originates with how people act, uh, becoming concretized, that is, that is, forming up into rules that are so common, uh, so universal, that they are the law. When you talk about legislation versus law, uh, the common law represents, in your view, at least an under, uh, a clearer understanding that comports more with what people think about stuff? That is to say, what their expectations might actually be? That's a way of putting it. And, it, and it's, it could be useful to distinguish more carefully between legislation and law. Legislation being text that somebody wrote at one given point in time. A legislature got together and, and wrote a law, and the words that, that were written down, that legislation become, become the rule set. On the other hand, the law or common law is a rule set that begins with the society, begins with the society at large and how they chose to organize themselves. In general, how does common law actually function in courts in the United States? Common law is used and, and is advanced when parties to a dispute come before a court and ask it to apply the rules. This is in areas like property, contract, and tort. And the common law is an inheritance, legal inheritance from England that the colonies adopted here in what became the United States. Two parties have a dispute about something, and they come to a court and argue uh, that the other is in the wrong, and this is the rule set that it should apply, and this is how the, the application of the rule should go. It's special because uh, it winnows down the types of problems that are even subject to rules to those that, uh, that, that come before a court, whereas in a legislature, a group of people will get together and say, well, uh, at this point in time, we've done our best to figure out what the rule should be for an entire area, and here's what it is. Uh, it's hard to aggregate the knowledge that you need to write the rules for a diverse and certainly a free society. And legislatures fail at that. Uh, when, they, when, they, when they write those rules, of course, time continues to unfold, circumstances change, but the rules stay as they were. So the common law and its, its adaptability over time is perhaps better, though of course it takes a very long time for it to accommodate new circumstances. So it's, it's by far not a perfect rulemaking system. So what are some general principles that we've see represented in common law? Well, the, the law of property. Uh, that springs from a time-worn experience that societies are better off when people are able to own things. Uh, the law of contract. People are better off when having committed to, to something in a contract, they have to stick with that. Uh, tort law. People are better off when they aren't allowed to do uh, harm to one another, to violence to one another. Um, these are the basic rules that govern us in society. They're, they're time-worn, 
and there and we should look for ways to apply these rules rather than inventing new rules from whole cloth when we come to new circumstances, as I do so often in the technology area. Things like uh, email spam, for example, a few years ago was a was a, a controversy that they were trying to deal with, both with common law approaches and with legislation. Uh, what's going to happen with drones? How should drones be regulated? And I don't mean regulated by legislatures or regulators, but maybe by them or by common law principles. Uh, Bitcoin, an area that I'm interested in, is also uh, uh, one where uh, regulators are jumping in sometimes with both feet, and they in particular, because this technology is so new, have no idea what the need will be for rules, but they're writing them all the same. All right. So in the specific case of Bitcoin, you point to an example here in your uh, Cato Policy Report piece. Well, in ordinary usage, users of Bitcoin should do what common law prescribes, that is, stick to their promises, don't defraud one another. And that, at this point in the development of Bitcoin, probably covers things pretty well. Nonetheless, the New York Department of Financial Services a few years ago announced that it was going to create a bit license. Nobody ever really knew what a bit license was, but when the process was all said and done, it was basically applying the same regulations in a sort of conglomeration that exists in traditional financial services to Bitcoin. The Bitcoin technology and protocol uh, functions very differently from traditional money, and financial services providers in the Bitcoin area are going to have uh, much different uh, technology that they work with, and some of them will be far more transparent than existing companies. So there isn't necessarily a need for the same kind of regulation. Uh, the example stands out because at this early, early stage in, in the evolution of Bitcoin, a regulator came in and wrote rules knowing almost nothing about how this uh, technology is going to play out. And so that's an argument for uh, uh, for the disutility of, of regulation. In particular, the the, it illustrates how regulators sort of try to carve out jurisdiction for themselves, uh, which is a thing that judges don't generally do. Uh, judges benefit most when their caseload is low because they get to leave work on time or even early on, on the best day. But regulators have a, a sort of warped incentive set where they uh, perhaps unintentionally will try to preserve the problem sets or expand the problem sets that they have to deal with. So the problems uh, in the regulated area generally don't go away where judges are going to try to get rid of the, the problems. Common law, does it deal exclusively with disputes that are private? Almost exclusively. Governments can subject themselves to the common law so they can allow themselves to be sued. Um, sometimes they do and that's good. And sometimes they don't and that's um, not as good. But common law is really a, a, a rule set that is is for people. It is. Uh, it is. It, you could even say that it presumes a society that governs itself. And so the question whether whether you should have a police department and how much they should be paid, that's not a that's not going to be solved by common law. That's going to be a legislature and and, and whatever else uh, the society chooses to to uh, organize those administrative questions. But when it comes to us dealing with each other, uh, common law is the stronger way of making rules. Jim Harper is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.